Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the Twitterless heroine, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, here with you again for another episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, I'd love to. Well, you know, I feel like... Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. As I was about to say, I feel like I always love to take the title of the most random podcast on the Chairshot Radio Network, but I feel like all of these podcasts in some way, shape, or form, even though I never listen to it, especially Bad Wagon Nerds, all have their points of randomness. But they do. This is the OG. This is the one it is. that, uh, yes, this is the one that started it all many, many, many moons ago. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you are a first time listener or a returning listener, I cannot thank you enough for listening to the hashtag Miranda show. I am being joined by my co-host, the producer, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one. And if you didn't know, He's also a wrestling promoter, Greg DeMarco. I, it, it's funny that you brought up the randomness because one of the things that I always tell everyone on our network is to stop getting so caught up in a format, in a topic or whatever, because it's people don't listen for that. They listen for the personalities and they listen to hear certain people talk about certain things. But at the end of the day, what's most important is who's on the air not what's on the air. And at that point, if, if, if who is on the air has undeniable chemistry, if who's on the air clicks like we do, um, then the topics just don't matter. You could literally turn anything into an entertaining 
hour or which so. Which we podcast. have done. Mm-hmm. We have years of experience we do. in this format. <laughs> because and, and that's the other thing. Like if if people were to see us interacting outside of podcasting, what they would see is very similar to what they hear right now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it, it jumps works. around a lot. And that's why it works, yes. So we do have somewhat of a format this weekend. By somewhat, I mean we do. Uh, but you only know half of it. And I'm only going to reveal half of the format to you. The second half will be a bit of a mystery, even to one Greg DeMarco. And so this week, as we record on a Tuesday night. Maybe I'll have internet, Tucson internet problems for the second half of the program. No. I shouldn't say that because then I will. And that would be horrible. And then you will. Then I just take over. Uh, But the first half of today's show, we are going to be talking about the big news coming out of NXT and really out of war games. And that's Johnny Gargano. What's going to happen with Johnny? Where is he going to go? A lot of signs point to him leaving NXT and the WWE, possibly. And Johnny, idiot face. We got some answers on NXT, but maybe some more questions popping up as well. So we are going to discuss that. And then the second half is a complete surprise. I'm not going to tell you and I'm not going to tell Greg, but uh, I will give a hint that we're going to take a a trip down memory lane. That's scary. uh, For this. I mean, nothing that, of of course, like we can't. Are they good memories or bad memories? It defines, it depends on what you define a good memory and a bad memory. Uh, I'm even more scared. And that's all I'm going, yes, and that's all I'm going to uh, do. So, and preemptively, going to implement the hashtag Miranda rights. I think this is a first. How could it be a first? Well, I don't think I have blatantly met said that I'm going to implement the Miranda rights so far in advance. Oh, okay. That's why it's a first. Gotcha. Cause you're yes, literally yes. telling, you're warning me now. Like, Basically, you. you're giving me every opportunity to have a technical issue to avoid this. Knowing maybe that I'm won't. getting maybe I'm getting soft in my age, Greg, and I'm becoming more sympathetic to your plight as my friend. That definitely, uh, not, that, that's definitely no, not it. Yeah, that is there, also no. There's no it, way that's it. There's just no. Yes. No. No possible. I mean, for those who are listening, nice try, I'm I'm going to discuss something that Greg and I have gotten pretty heated on. Uh, to the point where it, it definitely has caused the riff in our friendship, as many things has. Uh, you know, some people like chocolate, some like vanilla, uh, some like baseball, some like football. You know, there's been great divides in, in friendships in the past. And what we'll be discussing later is one that caused some divide. But we have much, much more to talk about before that. So... Before we get started, make sure that you follow Greg and I and thechairshot.com on social media. You can find me, the hashtag Miranda, on Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter, because that's what I do, at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag Or, or what you out. don't do. I do and I don't do. I do stalk on Twitter, yes. which is what I had to do for some research purposes tonight. What I don't do is be on Twitter. Except when you were, but not on your account. 
because you don't have an account. Correct. I used to. I used to. You used to take over. I used to do takeovers. There's no takeover now, so now you can't take over. You could take over something else, but you're not taking over takeover because there's no takeover takeover. Yeah. I mean, the the implications of no more takeovers really had effects that the WWE really wasn't even considering. Right? How rude. How rude of them. I agree. (laughs) I agree. They're so inconsiderate of their fan base. Uh, and just of me. Because of, of me, of you, of our time. Because um, we know they know. We, we know that they know. But they don't know that we know that they know. Or they might know that we know that they know because they know more than we think they know. But we know they but, know more than we think they know because it's been confirmed. We know, yeah, yeah. But they don't, they may not know. But they do know. They know. They know. know. They just don't know that we know. But they do know. This is my yard now. Yeah. Or else would they have done this? That's really the biggest question of all. But they might have done it because they know. That they know that we know? Yeah. 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 They know we know, and so they had to do it. We forced their hand because they know. That we know. It's our fault in the end. Just like every other wrestling fan who's upset about the product and hates it, it's our fault, not theirs. This falls squarely on our shoulders. Yes, yeah. Squarely. We are the ones that, that carry the, the big burden of this. Huge burden. Being a fan is exhausting. That's why I'm, I'm so tired all the time. That's why. That explains so much. Yes. Explains so much. Uh, well, now that we know that they know that we know or they know that we know, it's time for you like, to They already know. know what you're going to do. They already know what you're about to tell me to do. They know. Well, I was going to say, it's time for them to know. Which they do. Where to get t-shirts, yes. But I'm still going to tell them, but I need you to know what to do next. Which they already know. And that's, babe, we're getting wound for sound. And it's time to wind it up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt today. Yes, if you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find an abundance. Yes, I'm using my vocab today. An abundance of t-shirts in support of the chairshot.com and Impact Zone Wrestling. You didn't think we'd go an episode without talking about IZW. Yes, we are. And yes, you can find them at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can find a variety of t-shirt designs, which you can customize in different colors and t-shirt styles, which include soft style. So go ahead and pick up a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, including the very own exclusive, wonderful queen of soft style t-shirt that you can get in a variety of styles, both long sleeve and short sleeve soft style, as well as multiple always use your head t-shirts, the chair shot linear and impact zone linear t-shirts. Uh, the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling, and everybody hates Greg. So 
What are you waiting for? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. So, Johnny Gargano. Johnny He's Gargano. Had, he has had all of the wrestling internet up in storms, in tears, in anxiety, in, in patience, in curiosity over. Really, I mean, it all started over the past few weeks regarding information that has been shared uh, regarding his contract status with uh, the WWE, a lot of speculation was happening there. And then that only grew with social media posts uh, between him and Tommaso Ciampa leading up to War Games, War Games itself, uh, Johnny Gargano and his attire for War Games, uh, paying tribute to the gear that he's uh He's worn in previous uh, takeovers and ultimately the announcement that we were going to get an announcement from Johnny Organo the following Tuesday on NXT. And we got that tonight. However, before we jump into that, I do have to share. It did feel good to see a lot of those previous clips and moments of Johnny Gargano highlighted on social media my favorite one was him and Tommaso Ciampa recreating the glorious video one last time. I had forgotten about those. Yeah, those were cool. And to do it with Pete Dunn, I think made a lot of sense. Um, he's kind of the perfect guy to do it with. But yeah, it was definitely a trip down memory lane, which maybe should have told us, maybe shouldn't have told us. I don't know. We'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, that was fun. And, and the glorious videos were, well, glorious. Um were yeah it's it's life seems just much simpler then it's very interesting i mean i already talked about in the next topic is going to be a trip down memory lane but we're already taking a trip down memory lane where i mean back when that phase was happening like they were just circulating all over and it just was such a glorious way to share the love of Bobby Roode's music. I mean, that was half the reason he got over in NXT. Was the He might not the still be music. with the company if not for that theme song. And he'll tell you that. That's the thing. Like, yes. Bobby Roode gets it. He really, really does. Like That might be why he's still there. Yeah. And to see uh, really the dynamic and teamwork between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, again, possibly one last time, this just felt good. And collectively, the internet just sobbed with his gear, which, you know, I am someone who does collect items from the past. So I have to hand it off to him. Like that gear, that tribute that his gear was pretty damn creative. Yeah, I did a great job with that. And that takes some planning as well to make something like that, which should tell us a few things because um, you can't just show up and have that so yeah it's it's and that's a, that's involved. also yeah a big telltale sign of like actually putting that together and how intentional that was 
Uh, and, you know, it left a lot of questions at the end of, of War Games. What's going to happen with Johnny Gargano? We did get an announcement that Johnny was going to share an announcement himself on NXT. So that brings us to tonight. That brings us to the highly anticipated announcement by Johnny Gargano. Of course, all the way to the end of the show. They weren't going to give it to you right away. Come on now. They're going to make you wait for it. Um, And really the phasing between, you know, posts on social media, Candice being there with their dog um, really led to you to believe that this was going to be a very, very big announcement regarding um, his tenure, his stay, his career in NXT. So when he first starts, he has the microphone in hand. I mean, the fans already were cheering and supporting him, chanting, please don't go, um, and really setting the tone for what I think everyone already believes uh, regarding his exit with WWE NXT. In his promo, talking about, um, you know, his past six years, um, and also now kind of in, you know, recalling his time with, with WWE in the tryout, um, and all of the people really that played a part in his career there, but also now this transition to being a family man, his wife, his son, and you know, what is next? But before we get any clear answer as to what is happening, what his decision is, or what's what's going to happen, Johnny Gargano gets attacked by Grayson Waller and just nails him with a steel chair and ends up just completely beating him up, um, wrapping the chair around his neck, uh, hitting, hitting him with the stairs. I mean, just obliterating him um, and standing tall over Johnny Gargano as we get off the air. So we don't have anything in words regarding what's happening with Johnny Gargano, but I want to get your thoughts, Greg. What is happening with Johnny Gargano? So there's a few different ways they could go. And I don't want to let, I don't want to say to let the cat out of the bag because I don't know the right answer, but I don't want to let the answer of what I think's happening out of the bag right away. Obviously you could be setting up something between Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. I mean that it's pro wrestling, right? Somebody's out there to make a monumental announcement before they can really say anything. They get attacked viciously, they they do the they do the chair stuff. They put them through a table. They do everything possible that they can do, and that signifies what? It signifies a feud. It signifies a program. This is is I'm you know we're gonna fight. We're gonna have matches. We're gonna do whatever, short term, long term. That would tell us that Johnny Gargano is gonna be there. But there's more to it, and and I'm gonna wait. So why why don't you go the flip side and what happened <laughs> after? Because it all goes together before I give my final answer, I guess. Well, I'm, I mean, I don't know much about what goes in after, but for me, I think it's, it's. I, I agree on the both aspects of this could be a way to. Well, okay, I know what you mean by after. Now they say that out loud. Anyways, yeah. So yes, yes, because I would get. I'll get to that in in a second. But as far as that. Um, you know, could lead to both things. You know, I think there was a lot of uh, 
people speculating that this wasn't leaving uh, WWE, but it was leaving NXT to get called up to either Raw or SmackDown. Um, However, it just felt too cryptic, too final to make it seem like that. And, um, but you're absolutely right. It could set up a feud with Grayson Waller because if we learn anything from war games is the dynamic between the old guard, the black and gold versus 2.0, that seems to be some of the most successful dynamics we've seen so far in 2.0 is leveraging the popularity and the fan base and the ties that fans have to the old guard to the new. So having Grayson Waller attack Johnny Gargano right when he's delivering one of the most important messages in his career and really leaving fans on pins and needles is an amazing way to grab heat for someone. He is now the most hated person in NXT, period, right now. And that is a moment that he capitalized and made and was able to grasp and take by the horns. And what else way could you have done that but have something in which fans are invested in wanting to hear Johnny Gargano and get drawn to him to the point where once something like that happens and and you kind of just um, – it ends up really just like crushing fans uh, to see that happen, it it could you know establish anyone who decided to attack Johnny Gargano. Grayson Waller was just – um, in that role who so far, even though this is still fresh, already seeing him being able to capitalize and make some good, as uh, sometimes I like to call it, money moves uh, based off of this attack. Totally agree. Yeah, the, the attack can, can do a lot for Grayson Waller, regardless of what happens uh, with Johnny Gargano. But again, on the surface, if a show ends with Grayson Waller putting Jargon, Johnny Gargano through a table... That would tell us that this is going to continue. Yes. However, on the flip side, as you talked about the afterwards, and this is where uh, images on social media are now popping up. I'm sure we'll get some more over the next few days. But shortly after the camera stopped rolling and they went off air, Tommaso Ciampa came out and assisted Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny really wasn't necessarily selling the injury as in more of a traditional storyline. And they embraced and hugged, and it felt like a curtain call-esque moment. Um, and someone else was out there. Was there? I feel like there was a third person. Um, I don't... Eventually, Kyle O'Reilly was part of it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so... Again, that too. And that's also another person that's had, you know, lots of speculation about who is going where or or not. Um, he also had a big night where he opened the show um, with Von Wagner and in a cage match, which made me think that escalated kind of quickly, but that's okay. Um, I feel like his is obvious though. O'Reilly, once he gave the Undisputed Era signal, Mm-hmm. And the chop sh- and the cross shot, which I don't understand why you do a cross chop there and why wrestlers are obsessed with a cross chop. Once he did that, he told you he was leaving. Because it's cool, brother. It's not, That's why. It's not. It's cool to them. It's not cool to anybody else. If anyone puts <laughs> d- does a crotch chop in IZW, I'll probably stop booking them. Um, just, just put <laughs> that out cool there as a like warning. like in 1998 and you're 10 years Cause, old. Cause I know y'all listen. Um, but here's the thing. Like, it, it just, to me... You once he did that, he's leaving. He's either gonna, and he can show up tomorrow. He can show up Friday. He can show up whenever. And they're already teaming Adam Cole and Bobby Fish 
they're already teasing the split with the super click and the super elite. So we, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And, and as I said on the Greg DeMarco show, and that's not our topic anyway, it should happen. AEW would be yeah. stupid not to do it. And O'Reilly would be stupid not to go. And, and so really with the way that the, not just the show ended, but the events afterward ended, it does seem like this is it for Johnny. You know, why would they go do that? Why would they perpetuate that? Um, really? Cause if this was storyline, it would have stopped when the cameras were rolling and you did enough to be able to build this illusion of a big announcement. You're just using him or or the situation to help build up another story. Um, And it's very easy to ride him off and, and just say that uh, Grayson Waller attacked Johnny Gargano so bad. He left NXT um, and that's a perfectly good way of sending Johnny Gargano off. And again, Grace Waller is a, a made man in this moment. He is now one, if not the base heel in NXT 2.0 by ruining a moment that NXT fans were grasping on and cherishing to have just those final moments with Johnny Gargano. But also in in good spirits and tied with Johnny Gargano, there's, you didn't have to say it and being able to use this opportunity to put someone new over by utilizing, you know, this station to help that. Hey, you know, that's the circle of wrestling life. Yeah. WWE, especially NXT is notorious for utilizing WWE network exclusive, even though they always put it on YouTube footage to continue to tell a story. And that would mean they would have footage of Gargano being stretchered out. They would have footage of Candice LeRae crying. Like all those things would have happened. And and none of that happened. He left under his own. Like within four minutes of the table spot, he was up and standing and smiling and doing the curtain call. Um, so that on its own tells us he's leaving. So the attack on its own tells us he's staying. And the aftermath and what happened for the live audience tells us he's leaving. But it all happened. Everything that tells us he's staying happened. Everything that tells us he's leaving happened. So here's where I think we are. I don't think he's decided yet. At WrestleMania 33, the Undertaker essentially retired in the middle of the ring. Because he didn't know if he'd ever be able to wrestle again. He hadn't had his surgeries yet and thought there's a possibility that was going to be his last match. And if so wanted to go out as if that was his last match. I do think if Johnny Gargano stays, he's going to the main roster. He's going to Raw, he's going to SmackDown. He's betting on himself like he talked about, taking the chance on the main roster that Adam Cole wasn't willing to take. But maybe he hasn't made up his mind yet. His deal's not even up. I think his deal's up on Friday, uh, the, the extension that he signed. And, and he just may not have decided yet. So what they did was the best of both worlds. If he stays, there's a story you can tell. If he goes, it was used to put somebody over in in a Grayson Waller. And I think we'll find out. And when we do find out, people will think it was the deal all along. But I think years down the road, we'll actually hear him say that night he didn't know. Like it took us, what, three years after WrestleMania 33 for, for The Undertaker to tell us, I didn't know if that was even my last match. I treated it as if it was just in case. To me, that's what this feels like. This feels like a just in case. We don't know if Johnny's going, staying or going. So we are going to do something that works either way. 
give him his send off just in case and use it to put a story in line just in case or use it to make another guy and put another guy over just in case. And so whatever decision is made, the company is good. And Johnny Gargano, his nickname, you know, Hartzell, Vinicius, whatever, is Johnny Wrestling. He's been involved in this business for a really, 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 really long time. He gets wrestling. He understands what the business is. He understands what it means to put somebody over on the way out, just like Kyle O'Reilly did. And and so I think that's why, you know, he, he probably did it. Like, we weren't robbed of a promo because the promo was never going to happen. He got in the things I'm sure he wanted to get in before the attack took place. So... I, my, my inclination is that the decision hasn't been made yet, but will be made soon. I mean, yeah, there really isn't no other way. I mean, time is, is ticking and And you bring up a good point where this does create an ideal multiple utilized, you know, no, multiple way out scenario, whether he stays and they have a story for him to go into, or he leaves and he could easily be, you know, written out. It allows for flexibility. It allows for plan A and plan B to be swapped and interchanged um, as well. So it, it it's ideal in that sense um, for NXT and even for, for Johnny, you know, to be able to utilize any time remaining if he needs it in order to determine what his next step is. If we are speculating what his next step is, Greg, what are your thoughts if Johnny Gargano does leave WWE and NXT and becomes a free agent? The wrestling landscape is very different than when he left it. And, uh, you know, as we, you mentioned Kyle O'Reilly with AEW, that seems to be kind of a natural choice. But as we talk about and see constantly is they are signing people left and right and people are getting lost in the mix already. Just seeing a bit about how Adam Cole was brought on and how not necessarily lost in the mix, but he's not necessarily in a high-profile match or high-profile feud that possibly he could have been if he stayed in WWE. But again, too, that leaves questions. If he were to stay in WWE, would he have he moved on to the main roster? And at that point, if he had jumped to Ron SmackDown, would he have been in the same situation? Very likely. So it's almost that curious thought of, do you go to uh, Raw or SmackDown and kind of gamble, especially being someone of a smaller size that, uh, you know, those shows don't necessarily focus on or go to AEW, become flavor of the month. And then once the dust settles, you get into some feud. So Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly is a very different situation than Johnny Gargano. Kyle O'Reilly should absolutely go to AEW because of Adam Cole. I'm not ready to talk about this yet, but at some point soon, I'm going to be ready to re- revisit the Adam Cole topic since he, he's, he's almost been gone long the wounds enough. wounds that won't be as, as fresh. No, it's not really a wounds thing. Those wounds will always be there, but to revisit <laughs> whether or not it was the right decision. Yeah. That's what I'll, I'll tease with there. But I will say this, Adam Cole is starting a feud with Orange Cassidy in AEW, who's a member and linked up with the best friends. So if you're Kyle O'Reilly and you're Bobby Fish, you're going to be okay in AEW because you're linked to Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano doesn't have that. 
Johnny Gargano yeah. is, you know, going to be in the same position as, as a lot of... Now, is he going to be in the same position as a Tony Nese? No. But look at Miro. Where the hell has he been? Right? He disappeared after losing the TNT Championship. He reappeared to take John Moxley's place in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. And he's disappeared again. And it's you get flavor of the month, right? It's where we're at. Johnny Gargano would have probably come in, probably have a match with MJF, CM Punk, whatever. And then who knows what, right? We just don't know what's going to happen. I will say this. If Johnny doesn't re-sign with WWE, and I say that because I don't believe the decision has been made yet, I don't think he's going straight to AEW. Johnny Gargano loves independent wrestling. And I think he will make some appearances. He'll work Battle of Los Angeles in January, which is when it's been moved to for this coming year. He'll work, you know, independence in 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 that chicago area like in aaw he'll make some different appearances because he loves independent he'll kind of do what brian danielson daniel bryan daniel bryan danielson did when he was fired from WWE that first time before he went back he made some independent wrestling appearances and, and did some things that would make him happy that's what i think johnny would do before he goes to hell maybe that's what he's gonna do before he shows back up in WWE. Maybe he just wants some time to go off and have some fun and then come back. Who knows? Yeah. And I didn't even think about that till, till this very moment. Maybe that's what he does and maybe that's what he wants to do. So I don't think he shows up right away, which is probably good. If, if he's going to AEW, it's probably good he doesn't show up right away because it's just, it's just too crowded, right? It, it's it's too, crowded. Yeah. too crowded. Yeah, absolutely too crowded. And they need to sort their own uh, matters, their house yeah. before Plus there's Wrestle Kingdom coming up. Like maybe he wants to work. He probably has some things he wants to do that that he wants to be a part of and have some fun. So that could be a possibility too. I think the possibilities are somewhat endless for Johnny Gargano where he does. And I think it's okay. And he also strikes me as the kind of person who may, may not know yet and, and maybe wants to not know yet. Maybe he literally wants – like Daniel Bryan Dennison told us he knew he was going. Adam Cole told us he knew he was going. I bet Kyle O'Reilly would tell us he knew he was going. Bobby Fish was was released. His contract didn't expire, so he didn't know. Um, I bet Johnny Gargano will tell us he didn't know and purposely didn't make a decision because he wanted some time. He needed to get himself completely removed from the situation before he could make that decision. He strikes me, uh, I've interviewed him twice, and, and that's years ago, whatever, but he strikes me as the kind of person who puts that time and thought into a decision like that and, and tries to put themselves in the correct environment and position to make that decision. So that's why I'm standing by that claim. I don't think the decision has been made, been made yet. And it, that could be very so, you know, I mean, again, you bring up some really valid points um, regarding maybe still utilizing what's left of this uh, contract um, or this agreement regarding his contract to see where it takes him. You know, I do think that now in in some ways time is on someone's side, even if that means not necessarily having an immediate jumping off into point, um, taking the time to see where the landscape is going to be shifting now that things are becoming more apparent and there one is an uprise in independent promotions happening uh, again. Um, there's now changes with shifts like Ring of Honor. You know that uh, promotion um, with with Final Battle and having that last show for the foreseeable future. You know what does that mean 
long run for them um, on top of, you know, yeah, seeing where the dust settles with AEW and kind of letting all these other people sign and seeing what they do with them first and before making a decision about whether to sign with them or to go with them and see where that takes them. I do think that AEW could be a very lucrative place for him, both financially, but also wrestling wise, where he can have some amazing matches um, in there with a lot of talent. Some that he's faced before in NXT and in WWE and some with brand new talent that he has not faced, you know? Um, and who, who knows where if that is something that is driving any decision-making um, on the same tone though. I mean, again, as I talked about, he could eventually become flavor of the month there, get lost in the shuffle I could kind of say maybe the same with maybe Raw or SmackDown, say in that bigger hypothetical, if he were to stay, where he could make kind of a quick impact or a big impact initially. But I think it's it's would be challenging for him. You know, granted, though, he is someone who not only is a good wrestler, but also a good entertainer and has understood aspects of sports entertainment and has been able to adapt to that. I just don't know one if that would translate to a wider audience, the audience we have on Raw and SmackDown, and also lends itself to the the process and you know the population that they're shooting for um, for those shows. Um, even though, as we've seen, you know sometimes they don't necessarily give certain gimmicks and storylines a chance; they cut them right off uh, at their legs. Um, I also do think he has what it takes to be a mainstay or staple on Raw or SmackDown. I think he could make it on there. Oh, yeah, I, I totally think so. And I think he definitely fits their dynamic. Like, you want to market to kids, you want to market to everybody. Like, he, just like Daniel Bryan Danielson did, like, he really fits that mold perfectly. And I do think he could he could do it. I, I was looking up some dates, and I'm kind of upset that Battle of Los Angeles takes place the same weekend as the Royal Rumble. Because if Johnny's staying, or if Johnny resigns at the company, the Royal Rumble is a perfect place to have him show back up again. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, random entrant number, you know, 12 or whatever. Um but he can still work a Wrestle Kingdom. He can still do some other things that he may want to do. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really up in the air. And I just think it's so hard to not know and, and to just say, we don't know. Like it'd be easy for me to tell you he's going to AEW or he's doing this. And, and I just think it's, I, I don't think that decision has been made yet, but in terms of the main roster, yeah, he could have, he's 34 years old. He could have a long, another, you know, seven year career on the main roster in WWE, or even if he signs a two or three year deal. AEW, for whatever faults we like to talk about, they're not going to be gone in two to three years. They'll still be there. Mm-hmm. He can still go there and work. So, and, and maybe they'd have more room for him by then. It's the same exact stuff I said with Adam Cole, and, and but he's there now and he's doing just fine. Um, and, and maybe the same could be said for Gargano. Who knows? Like maybe it's some other stars would have to suffer if Johnny Gargano were to come in. Um, it, it would be very, very interesting to see just what he does and where he goes. But in terms of the main roster, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've said it before, like building to a WrestleMania 39 storyline where he's the one who beats Roman Reigns, like the underdog story, like Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, like that'd be huge. And Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. could pull that off. He's the guy who could pull that off. He's the guy who, who could literally have 80,000 people in SoFi Stadium chanting Johnny Wrestling for him as, as he, you know, tries to do that and, and pull that off and make that victory happen. Like 
he could totally be that guy and and do that for a WWE. And that's, you know, a year, it's 15 months away, 16 months away. They could definitely get him in that spot by then. It, it, it would be totally easily to, easy to do and completely totally doable. And, and, and I think he could have a great career. I, I'm not worried about him if he were to go and, and go to the main roster. He disappeared from NXT for weeks at times and was fine. Like he, I think he understands the business. He understands the cyclical nature of the business and, and where he's at. Um, and I also think that him actually staying in the company or re-signing with the company and going to the main roster fits that bet on yourself mentality yeah. that he's been saying. Because he's going against what everyone is telling him to do. Everyone on the internet, everybody online is telling him to leave. By him staying, he's betting on himself and saying, I am good enough to overcome the challenges you think I'm going to have on the main roster. So it fits. Leaving also fits. Like literally, I don't think we're being given any indication in any direction. And that's why I just think even the guy himself doesn't know right now yeah and i also think it's okay it's probably a great place to be it's probably an exciting place for him to be to be perfectly honest with you mm-hmm. like his wife's still collecting a paycheck and she's gonna be for a while i still think she's still employed by the company until some point next year like because because they're gonna extend you know her deal ends after his and it's probably gonna get extended uh for medical purposes anyway so it's it's it, it's just there's that factor too it's not like some others who, who didn't have you know a pregnant spouse sitting right there. We might lose Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the next few months. Who knows? So there's just oodles and oodles of possibilities that could arise. And I think Johnny Gargano, I think he's got a great situation, great options, no matter what. Yeah. Mic check. Uh, how did you? So, yes. How have you dropped your mic? Twice in two shows. Well, because it gets ca- caught up in all these other cords, and that's just that's just the way it is. And you just that's don't want to sit like a normal human being as well. That's also part. No, of it. I have kind of an uncomfortable chair, and I'm still figuring out the whole feng shui of this new thing. That's true. So, okay, patience, young one, patience. Uh, but yes, as before, I was so rudely interrupted by you. I was going to agree with, uh, what you were saying too, about that flexibility or just the opportunity to possibly leave and come back or stay low key until, you know, sometime next year and then pop up, whether that be at the rumble, whether that be on raw or SmackDown, whatever that may be. But the one thing that he does have is he's captured WWE audience's attention. And that is something that's really valuable right now because as much as WWE doesn't cater to, you know, hardcore fans, to independent wrestling fans, they do though have an inkling. They know that there is a fan base out there that wants the focus to be back on wrestling. And what better way of doing that by putting this spotlight on Johnny Gargano. And he is, you know, the heart of soul uh, of, of NXT. And he could definitely grow to be the heart of soul of WWE. And as you've already mentioned too, Daniel Bryan Danielson is no longer in WWE. And something you've already noted that as much as he or someone of, you know, Johnny's caliber could be the next Daniel Bryan, they didn't need to do that because they had Daniel Bryan. Well, now they don't. And so they need a new Daniel Bryan. And who could fill that spot? Johnny freaking Gargano. So 
there's also a lot to be said about opportunities for him to stay. I will say this though, and this is something that I have to remind myself. So could Chad Gable. So could Cameron Grimes. So could some others. Could they do it as well as Johnny Gargano? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Also, on a, but they could do also it. side note, loving Cameron Grimes' new uh, hair. Uh, I am very glad that he did not lose his hair. He finally has the grooming situation back under control um, with his hair and body grooming situation where I'm like, okay, I'm digging this. So when they had the hair versus hair match, I legit thought he was going to lose his hair. I am very glad that he didn't. Um, Grant, I do miss kind of the spunk of the somewhat quote unquote old Cameron Grimes, but I feel like, He's done enough to establish that character to grow out of it. But just a side note, as you know, I'm very big on appearances. And Cameron Grimes' hair is looking fresh right now. So congratulations. Yeah, it was the change. It was the change he needed. It really was. He needed and it. Yes. It's interesting that the hair versus hair match can come to fruition. We're really both guys get new hairdos in the long run. But yeah. it is what it is. And and I it do, yeah. I, you know, I mean, he, Cameron Grimes was was my guilty pleasure long before he was oh yeah ever ever anything in in nxt and now it's just uh yeah i, I do i really think that he's got yeah, he's got potential and look braun breaker's gonna need somebody to feud with after he wins the title at new year's evil anyway so cameron grimes is gonna be a great person for that to be boom and with that we're gonna close the chapter on this topic for now but you know we're going to have more thoughts of it on it um, as things develop, as we see where Johnny Gargano lands. So make sure you tune in to the Hashtag Miranda Show for more on this later on. Up next, though, Greg, go ahead. This is me. Turn out that cash. Go ahead and pay them bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. As I teased earlier, this is a first time where I had blatantly stated that I'm enacting the hashtag Miranda rights on Greg. So Greg, go ahead, press the buttons, make the sound, make it official. I, I was lost for a second there. I was like, what is she talking about? No, yes, I know yes. I really go ahead, make about. it official. I'm enacting the hashtag Miranda rights. For those of you who have listened before, well, great. If those of you who are new, the hashtag Miranda rights is where I, well, I'll read my rights to Greg. And that's where Greg DeMarco, uh, well, he has the right, not really, to remain silent. Everything he says and does can and will be used against him in this podcast. And this is where I pretty much force Greg to discuss a topic or do something. And he has no say in it. He must do that. Pretty much. And that's, I mean, I'm used to it, but I'm not used to like, like it just never gets, it's, it's, 
It's always well, unexpected. And that's the glory of having your own show. I mean, we are, myself and Patrick O'Dowd are on uh, the Greg DeMarco show every week. So we already have to be doing what Greg wants every single week. This is just my way of paying it forward or paying it back. Depends on how you see it. Probably more paying it back. (laughs) And so, and also, as we talked about bringing it upon yourself earlier, this topic is truly one that Greg brought upon himself. I would have not even remembered this topic if Greg would have not reminded me of this. Uh, So this truly, Greg, and I say this all the time, but this is a true instance where this is truly your fault. I mean, really, your fault. Really? Like, now I know what it is, and. Yes. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Who are you holding for again? Need I remind you who Oh, you wait, that's for. the wrong one. Here we go. Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? That's how I feel. That's how yes. I feel right now. Well, it's your fault because. You know I don't want to talk about this topic. I know you don't want to talk about this, but then you wouldn't, you shouldn't have reminded me of this. I literally put it in my, like, like I set a reminder on my phone. Yes. Because we are right. I was right. I mean, yes, we were, you know, I think I was cautiously optimistic, but ultimately very, you know, quickly was against the bandwagon. You, I do admit, were right on this from, from day one. Though you, I think, were tiny, tiny bit optimistic, but... You you really just held on firmly and accurately to your thoughts on this. And let me let our listeners know. So Greg sent me a text message, a screenshot of a calendar reminder that he received today. I believe today. Uh, yeah, today. Which was a question. And that question is, did AEW slash impact accomplish anything? And with that, I wonder, huh, I wonder why that's coming up right now. And that is because a year ago, December 8th, 2020, is when we first had, at that time, brand new AEW world champion Kenny Omega on Impact Television. And this was the beginning of the AEW Impact Wrestling partnership that we saw through a good portion of starting in 2020, but uh, in December through 2021. And some of you who have listened before in various podcasts know that I was initially very excited about this. I talked a lot about this on the Impact Weekly Review with Najir Chambers uh, over at Big Gold Belt Media. But, But this also became a big point of contention between myself and Greg DeMarco. Not because we necessarily had that many differing views and opinions, but when we talked about how other people were viewing this or some of the narrative behind it, we got into some heated discussions about it to the point where we had an episode where Kenny Omega almost broke up our friendship. And, and we still, I mean, we still blame him to this day. I would like to think... Kenny Omega is not strong enough to do that. That really nothing. He is, wasn't because we're still here, Greg. True. Of true. course, Kenny Omega is not strong enough. But it really got me thinking. Wow, that was a year ago already. Mm-hmm. 
how much the world has changed. So let's just go straight back to it regarding the entire partnership. Collectively, again, if you've never listened to this show or anything that we've said, the 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 cliff notes of it is that it was a failure. As someone myself, as a avid Impact Wrestling fan, as someone that enjoys Impact Wrestling, who likes the company, I have felt that that partnership or this illusion of a partnership fell through. And you can quote me on that. There's plenty of videos on the internet in which I'm talking shit about that. So feel free to, you know, for consistency purposes, review all of that. And I know Greg feels the same way because he doesn't want to talk about it. He's tired of talking about this. Even though it's been a while since we've talked about it. It's been a while since we talked about this. But also then you should have gotten rid of this phone reminder uh, or this calendar invite reminder because now we're talking about it again because it's been a whole year. Short and sweet. You know, I'm going to try to make this as painless for you as possible. But now that we are a year out, hindsight is 2020. And what I can say is this will be the last time I will make you talk about this in quite some time. Answer your question. Did AEW slash Impact Wrestling Partnership accomplish anything? Answer the question. I mean, it accomplished some things. It accomplished frustration. It accomplished ending the relevancy of Rich Swan forever. It accomplished. Oh, it did. It did do that. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. <laughs> it did it do that pretty good. So I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit your question and ask if it accomplished anything positive. And the answer is no. no. It didn't. Who Who's no. in a better place now because of that? Like Kenny Omega eventually lost to who? Christian Cage. Who eventually lost to who? Josh Alexander, who immediately lost title to Moose. On the same show because Moose cashed in his 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 call it title shot, which is fine. That 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 that's that storytelling element of it is fine. No one benefited from Kenny Omega Nobody. holding the Impact World Championship outside of Kenny Omega, and even him is Kenny Omega's legacy better now because he was no. the Impact World Champion. It's probably worse because no. he was the Impact World. Champion. Well, I think the whole belt collector gimmick ended up falling flat. So because there weren't enough belts for him to collect. Yes, and he didn't lose him at a time when it was his peak. He lost the Impact title first to Christian Cage. Then really the only title that I felt that he lost that meant anything was the AEW World Championship against Adam Page. And that was a storyline that they had built for over a year. And then ultimately he lost his last title, mainly because he, you know, still trying to remember if he, I think AAA ended up, uh, taking the belt from him or, or stripping him of the belt, if not Kenny somewhat um, uh, given the belt back due to injury. So he couldn't even defend the Mega Championship at Triple Mania Regia. Um, so he didn't lose any of the belts in a way. Again, I think outside of the AEW belt, that's the only one. But he didn't lose the Impact belt no. or the Triple the A belt. In a way, he didn't even that lose made... AAA belt, freaking yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, because of his injuries. Yeah. Like he could have gone down there and, and yeah, and lost it. And said so they had to do this five way, and and 
put over the guy, and, and, and you guys are going to talk about it on Lucha Central Weekly, so I'm, I'm not going to go into great detail about it, obviously, since it just happened, and, and it's going to be a topic you guys discuss on Thursday, because why wouldn't it be? Damn right, but it would be, yes. it's, yeah, like, no one came to damn thing except, had had he not held the AAA Mega Championship, had he not held the Impact World Championship, and just been AEW champion, everybody would be in the same place mm-hmm. that they were. And and yeah, it, it and was, that doesn't seem like a bad thing in hindsight. If everyone were the same place they were, because at least. But then why do it? Like uh, and AAA yeah. like that. I don't even remember when he did he win that before he won the AEW championship. Like I don't even remember. Like correct, yeah, he had been mega champion for quite some time. I don't think that AAA whatever because he didn't put over Vikingo in the end, and and that's fine, but. It's the the impact thing is just I mean that's the one to me like that they're not in the same place in the end because nobody's better off. No one in and Rich Swan is worse. Yeah, and no one in AEW either is is better off. I think that the only things and we go back to this half jokingly morally serious is Tony Khan being able to take credit for coining the term forbidden door, which isn't even really being used that much anymore. Yes, exactly. Because the impact relationship is over with Japan is, is ceasing a lot of travel now, especially as they get rid of, get ready for wrestle kingdom. And they're, you know, having more restrictions again because of, of variants and everything. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. It's silly and it, it's dumb. And it's so funny, right? Tony Khan forbidden door, Tony Khan forbidden door. Tony Khan literally wouldn't let Daniel Bryan Danielson work an indie date because it's the city that AEW is going to go to in the next six months. Mm-hmm. So. And it was a one way forbidden door where. Yeah. In, you know. That so honestly, AEW- it was still kind of forbidden. If you really think about <laughs> if it. If we want to get technical. It definitely only opens in one direction. It doesn't swing both ways this, this yeah, year. Yeah, the Good more. Brothers made out like bandits on this. Like they were the, really the only ones yeah. uh, who, who got out as bandits. You brought up a good point. I just want to do some quick hits on this. So you talked about anyone, you know, who's better off. We already talked about Rich Swan being worse off than they were. I want to go back collectively to this date, December 8th, 2020, the entire Impact Wrestling show. Uh, because man, a lot changes in a year. You already talked about uh, this team. The North at the time was still a team, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. I'm going to get your thoughts. If any, if, if Josh Alexander, and we'll start off with that. Um, actually, I'm going to start with Ethan Page. Ethan Page, better off uh, better or worse off than he was a year ago, and this has nothing to do with just the partnership. Just where are these individuals now, and in per- pertaining to a year ago, he's better off because he's on a show that's watched by more people. So Ethan Page is better off. Josh Alexander, better or worse? Well, he's obviously better off. He even better. if it lasted five minutes, he is yes. now a former Impact World Champion, and will probably be a future Impact World Champion, depending on when his. You know, his his contractual status. But, yeah, he's definitely better off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right regarding uh, on the most simplistic term, Ethan Page is someone that, one, I mean, again, he's somewhat lost in the shuffle of AEW, but he's also on television and he's on a bigger product. And And probably happy. Yeah. 
Very possible. Eric Young. Worse. Yeah. I Although feel he was like already headed downhill, but like he was in the world title picture. He was in the world title picture. I also thought like that that whole violent by design stable had a lot of potential. Granted, it, we were still in the very beginning stages of this at this time because he was partnering with Joe During. But I feel like there was some uprising a bit with that partnership with Joe During, and it just went downhill. Some of it I know was injury related. Uh and so, you know, you can't help that. But I, I believe that the trajectory at that point, this point last year was more going up. And this this one is a little bit more flat. Uh, better or worse, Taya Valkyrie. So a year ago, her wow. and uh, Rosemary I'm, were part of the Knockouts Championship uh, Tag Team Title Tournament. Um, they defeated Deanna Parazzo and Kimberly. Um, to advance. I mean, worse. She's unemployed. So I got to go worse. I mean, she's technically still collecting a paycheck. I don't think it's been 30 days yet, but yeah, I mean, her profile has maybe increased because of her run in NXT. So uh, maybe she's even. I mean, I'm kind of almost in the even point. I I have a feeling she will make her way back to Impact at some point. Uh, we already saw her, speaking of Triple Main Eurasia, she already made an appearance there um, saying that she's back in AAA and is likely, uh, you know, called out Deanna. We don't have an official match yet, but it looks like we're going to navigate that way. Um, in comparison to where she was at in Impact, where she was in that tag title picture. So I feel like, yes, she's unemployed, but I I agree her profile is up there. And I do believe she will make her way back to impact. Maybe not on a permanent basis, but she could easily fold back into the knockouts division as well as, you know, other independents. And of course her partnership relationship with, uh, with triple a. And probably the same can be said for John Morrison in the long run, too. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's for the best for all parties involved, including Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because they fit when they were there. Yeah, they really did. They fit very well. They really, really did. Yes. And last but not least, Moose. Oh, uh, last Yes, last year uh, during the show on December 8th, he was in a tag match, him and Chris Bay versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack. And in that, Rich uh, Moose and Chris Bay defeated Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Um, and, I mean, I, I agree. This was in the height of uh, Moose and declaring himself as the TNA World Heavyweight Championship uh, and all of that whole mess, too. That's a whole other belt collector issue That's right. regarding. But... You know, again, long-term storytelling is something I commend and I appreciate. And yes, I mean, he has really been chasing this title now for really over a year, but more specifically, everything that he's gone through in the past year, he challenged Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship. He was the only person um, who actually got to have a match on AEW territory, not television, but at Daly's Place. Um, and so he's someone who, as much as the journey has been, the chase has been for him, he was finally able to capitalize it when he cashed in um, 
his call year shot uh, trophy um, right after Josh Alexander won the uh, Impact World Championship. So, I mean, I say not due to this partnership, but I think due to the long storytelling that they did with Moose, he is better off uh, a year ago than pretty much a lot of people that we have talked about. But again, has nothing to do with the AEW Impact Partnership. It has more to do with that long-term storytelling. Um, and but I think, I honestly think that the, the the forbidden door, this whole angle, hurt the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Because I think that title actually had potential within the company. Like, for some reason, people loved having it around. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was just in a, they had to change the color of the belt to match the other four, the other three belts that Kenny held. Yeah, like they had to, literally had to change the color of the strap. Like Moose's run had to end prematurely to Rich Swan, whose run had to end prematurely to Kenny Omega, just for the whole belt collector thing. And 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 so yeah, some of these people and things are in a better position now, almost in spite of. It's yes, yes. If anything that was, it had nothing to do directly with this partnership. It either happened as a happenstance or other circumstances around it, um, or just kind of unintentional. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, a year ago, I, was I excited about this? Yes. Did I feel like there was a lot of potential with this? Yes. But fairly quickly after this episode of Impact, it became pretty apparent as to what this was going to be. And then I just spent a good portion of 2021 with Najir Chambers uh, with my issues of this and with you as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of things happen and change in a year, which is, I think, is a good reflection. But two, I also want to take this opportunity to kind of forget some of that because that took up a lot of time in 2021 that I just don't care to revisit. And I think Impact will slowly work its way up. The resiliency of Impact Wrestling is something that I truly feel is very underrated. And they will come back. And not to say that they are in a dramatically lower spot, um, you know, one thing about impact is that they've gone through, gosh, rebranding national partnerships, international partnerships. I saw something on my feed, uh, earlier this weekend, a, a brief article about when global force wrestling was a thing and how that ended up being. <laughs> and, uh, I also have a, a digital impact channel on my television. And so I've been watching a range of impact television from the two thousands to now and seeing the evolution of impact wrestling and its resiliency and its ability to be able to continue, uh, through successful partnerships, failed partnerships, uh, great champions, not so great champions, amazing matches, uh, laughable matches, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling is sustainable. Impact Wrestling is a true storyteller of a company that will persevere, that will continue, that will do innovative things. And some will succeed and some will fail. But I do appreciate the chances that they take. It also is a sign that AEW is still very new in the game. They are going to continue to reach out and try and do as many things as possible and maybe focus more on quantity than quality. 
Um, and at the end of the day, I think this will go down as something that was not successful for AEW and something that AEW fans don't ever really acknowledge. Yeah, um, it was meaningless. And they, it was meaningless to them. And that's an unfortunate thing that a fan base that could have translated over from AEW to Impact didn't because AEW fans didn't care, don't care, and will never care. No, because even when, this. and we didn't bring this up, when Kenny Omega lost the Impact World Championship, he lost it on Rampage. Yep. He didn't even lose it in front of an Impact crowd. And those fans only cared because it was Christian Cage. Exactly. At beating Kenny Omega. It really had nothing to do in the end. So Impact didn't even get to have Kenny Omega losing on their shows. Mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And now Don Callis doesn't even work there anymore. Like, yeah. it's just one stupid thing after another with this whole fiasco and... I'm sure they regret it because they didn't even get, they got like one ratings bump and then ratings went down. And that was it. Yeah. It just wasn't worth it in the end. Like it really wasn't, but here's the, here's the saving grace for me. Someday when we sit down here on this podcast and we are talking about the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of impact wrestling. This will only be a very small part of the story. Like this is in, in thankfully this really isn't altering the history of impact wrestling in any way. Like there are far greater things and far worse things that have happened to this company to where this is, but a footnote in the end, mm-hmm. like a, a snapshot okay. in time, a nine month period that we'd all rather forget ever happened. And like, this is, is, and at the end of the day, when when Impact Wrestling, when TNA Impact Wrestling is just done, done and done, if we talk about the five most significant things that happened in the history of that company, this probably isn't even on the list. No. If we did There's that today, way more. Yeah. it may not even be on the list. And no. that to me is like the one saving grace. Like this sucked and it was a horrible idea, but its level of significance is just not high enough for it to really matter in in the history of Impact Wrestling. For anyone who loves Monty Python, tis but to scratch. Exactly. But a flesh wound. Yes. It'll heal. Yes. And I think it's already healed. Like, that's the thing. Like, Yeah, that's the thing. To the point where we completely, I completely forgot about this until you sent me this this uh, screenshot. And I bet if we go back and, and listen to the first show where we talked about it, I probably referenced this, putting this on the calendar because I wouldn't probably have thought about it either. Like, this is probably why we did it. <laughs> and it probably came to fruition. Like the well, idea actually paid off. Pure curiosity of, you know, what, what would happen? Exactly that. The curiosity of where this would all go. And almost those, the inkling suspicion that it was. It's probably me telling you it's never going to work out. You saying having optimism and me putting it on my calendar so I can be proven right a year later. And Miranda. That's also true. Here we are. Hashtag Greg's right. Yes. (laughs) Well, this was also hashtag Greg's fault that we did revisit this as much as you did. Not like it, but you really do. So. I like being right. You know. Acknowledge me. So that that's that. <laughs> we have that. But you know, I you won't be right unless I get you to talk about these topics. So True. you're welcome. Thank you.
Yes, Thank you're you. welcome. And that's why we have the hashtag Miranda rights. Sometimes, you know, you just got to uh, force your friends to do things that maybe they don't want to do, but they'll thank you for later. That's true. It works out. It checks yes. out. Here we are. And who knows when we visit, uh, in this case, December 7th, 2021, we visit this a year from now, how much things will change. Where will Johnny Gargano be? Who knows? What will be the future of Impact Wrestling? Who knows? Who will be the world champion? Who, Who knows? knows? What will be the flavor of the month of AEW? Who knows? Who knows? But what you do know is that you can listen to the hashtag Miranda show, which is a proud uh, partner, proud member, proud entity, a proud show to be on the chair shot radio network, which you can find on the chair shot.com. The chair shot.com. The chair shot.com. Always use your head. That's right, thechairshot.com, your source for news, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment all in one place. Don't forget to follow The Chair Shot on social media, at Chair Shot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As of course, too, you can follow myself and Greg. Greg, you can follow him at Chair Shot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And me, myself, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook, no Twitter at all. You can't. Twitterless heroin. No. Like, it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just, the gimmick doesn't work without it, so. No, nah, fa- you'd have to sacrifice a name. Like, that's. And I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. Can't. So y'all just have to get used to it, okay? Uh, but go ahead. Follow Greg and The Chair Shot on Twitter if you guys need anything. Uh, of course, Go to thechairshot.com. Make sure you support your local independent wrestling organizations like IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. Uh, Tickets available for the very first show of 2022 in February. That's right. It is the legendary, modern legend really, of Monster, Saturday, February 26th at the Scottsdale Studios. In Scottsdale, Arizona, IZW Impact Zone Wrestling tickets are available. Talent announcements are uh, being shared online through IZW social media and website. And Greg, where is that? So you can go to IZWWrestling.com. You can go to at IZWWrestlingAZ on social media or any one of our posts has the direct link to buy those tickets Pick them up and come on out and have a great time at the next IZW show. Monster, the biggest match of the year. And I'm very excited. Yes. And if you aren't able to come but still want to support IZW, you can go ahead and follow IZW on social media and purchase uh, a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. There are several IZW t-shirts available. And well, if you're not in the state of Arizona, but there is a local promotion near you, make sure you support them. Go to their shows, pick up their t-shirts, follow them on social media, uh, view their matches on YouTube, follow their wrestlers, whatever that may be, go ahead and support independent wrestling because well, they need your support. And that is how wrestling works. I just, that's just science, actually. 
Um, so make sure. Yes. Yes. So it's verifiable. Yes. So go ahead and well, make sure you do that. So please make sure to follow us on social media and all of that. And make sure you stay tuned to the next time on the hashtag Miranda show. You never know when we're going to be, even though we have a regular weekly schedule, uh, we get aired on Wednesdays, but just make sure you follow the chair shot. Make sure you listen to all the uh, podcasts on the chair shot radio network. And on behalf of Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to make sure to always keep it soft style. Excalibur.